Hello and welcome to another episode of Around the Gavel. I'm your host, Sarah Morris, and today we I wanted to just talk about Trusts 101, basic, basic information about trusts in general, uh, because not everybody understands what a trust is or what the terminology within the trust means, so I kind of wanted to go over that for people. Let me just start with the parties to a trust. So the person that sets up the trust is called the trustor, can also be called the grantor or the settlor. You might have heard either one of those three terms to refer to the person that actually set up the trust. They're the ones that are providing the assets to put in the trust. Then another term that you're going to hear in terms of trust is beneficiary. So beneficiary is the person that receives the benefit from the trust. There can be many different kinds of beneficiaries. You may have heard the term primary beneficiary. That means the person that the person that receives the primary benefit from the trust being set up. There are also secondary beneficiaries. Um, and those generally when you're talking about primary and secondary beneficiaries a lot of times you're talking about living trusts which we've talked about in previous episodes and we will talk about again <clears throat> but a secondary beneficiary generally means the person or people that receive the benefit after the person that set up the trust passes away and i'm i'm talking about living tr trusts in particular so the primary beneficiary if you're in a living trust situation primary beneficiary is usually yourself the person that set up the trust you're the primary beneficiary the trust exists for you while you're alive secondary beneficiary is whoever your heirs are whoever you've designated to get your stuff when you pass away um, so beneficiaries are the people that receive the benefit from the trust and then you've got something called a trustee <clears throat> The trustee is the manager of the trust, essentially. So they're the ones that make the fiduciary decisions regarding the trust assets. They also have a fiduciary duty, which is a heightened duty, I just want to mention. Uh, so if you are a trustee of a trust, then you have a fiduciary duty to the trust and to the heirs, to the beneficiaries of the trust, to make sure that you're operating the trust in the best way possible and making the best financial decisions for the trust and the heirs. <clears throat> Again, in a living trust situation, generally you are not only the trustor and primary beneficiary, you're also the trustee. You're also gonna be managing the trust while you're alive. Those are the three main terms you're gonna hear of when you're talking about trust. So I just wanted to make sure you understood what those were. And then when we talk about trusts in general, there are two types, main types. One is a revocable trust and one is an irrevocable trust. So we have, there's many different kinds of revocable trusts, meaning if it's revocable, that means that you can set it up and then you can decide at a later date that you want to completely dissolve it and you're able to do that. So you can set it up and get rid of it whenever you want. Um, the irrevocable trust means that you can't actually dissolve it. It's going to exist in perpetuity. Doesn't mean there's anything in it necessarily. We'll talk about that at a different time, at another time. Uh, but the trust itself will continue to exist. You can't revoke the trust. So those are the main two types of trusts. And within those categories, there's many different kinds. So I'll just give you some examples. And like I said, we'll probably talk about them specifically each kind in different episodes. 
But when we're talking about revocable trusts, we're generally talking about living trusts. Um, that's the most popular form of a revocable trust is a living trust. It's a popular estate planning tool for people. That's because it is so easy to set up and administer. You can set it up. If you're the person setting it up, you can set it up. You can be the settlor. You can be the beneficiary and you can be the trustee. So nothing really changes except that when you set a trust up, if you're doing it the proper way, you're doing it so that one, it's all private. There's no national trust registry. Nobody needs to know who the owner of the trust is, who the beneficiary of a trust is. There's no way for you to find that out unless you get a court order. Uh, Number two, you have complete control over where your stuff goes when you pass away and that's another reason people do this. And number three, which is a very, very popular reason, is because people want to avoid probate, which I know I've talked about before. That's the court process of transferring the decedent's assets to the heirs. So people want to avoid having their heirs go to court in order to get their stuff. So a very popular vehicle for doing this is an, a living trust. So you put your stuff in the living trust, and if you keep it funded properly, which I just did an episode on funding your trust, then you can completely, you can entirely avoid going to court, or at least your heirs can avoid going to court when you pass away. So like I said, living trusts are very, very popular tools to avoid probate, to keep everything private, and to have complete control over what happens when. Um, Another type of living trust is a land trust. It's very similar to a living trust and people use it for exactly what it says, um, to put a piece of property in, right? Like sometimes you literally are setting up the trust just because you want to put a piece of land or a piece of property in the trust. Um, There's also something called a pet trust that I will talk about in a later episode. Um, Nevada is one of the states that allows pet trusts. Uh, That is another kind of revocable trust. Uh, And then when we're talking about irrevocable trusts, we're talking about things like a dynasty trust where where you set it up so that it's not just going to your kids, it's going to your kids' kids and so on. Like you're trying to control it for many generations to come. Another type of irrevocable trust is a Nevada Asset Protection Trust. Um, Nevada is one of the few states that, well, it's one of 15 states that allows and offers asset protection trusts. And that type of trust, which I will definitely talk about in another episode because it needs its own time, it's very complicated, Uh, but essentially what it does, if you do it right, is it protects you from liability so if you get a judgment against if someone gets a judgment against you but everything you have in it is in this asset protection trust then theoretically they can't touch you Uh, so like i said that's a very complicated vehicle that we'll talk about in a further episode but it is an example of an irrevocable trust so like i said we have two we have revocable and we have irrevocable Most popular is the living trust in terms of revocable. Irrevocable, the thing you're probably going to hear about most, is the Nevada Asset Protection Trust. Um, So that's all I have for today. 
As always, I offer complimentary 15-minute phone consults, so if you want to talk about trusts any further or you have some other questions about estate planning, real estate, or business, feel free to give us a call and set up a consult. You can also go to our website, www.morrislawcenter.com, and you can click on the Acuity Scheduler, and you can actually make an appointment online if that's easier for you. Otherwise, I will talk to you next time.